It's Thursday night, and you know what that means. It's time to take wrestling to the max. This is your captain speaking. I am joined by El Jefe Moses Marquez. Top of the morning to you. Top of the goddamn week. Top of the goddamn week. It's um, you know, I'm I'm kind of getting back into NXT. Kind of. You oh, see, see, lucky for you, um, I didn't give a shit about it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I tried. I'm going to be super honest with you. Um, I like opened the show and I was like, you know what? Opening the show with Mandy, I'm down for it. But then like fucking uh, goddamn Robert Stone started dancing and I literally uh, turned the TV off and threw the remote in the air. What in the fuck was that segment? I don't know and I don't want to know. But then I ended up finishing with highlights. So well, yeah. it drove me to highlights. And then apparently the dude started. All I know from the highlights is the other rando guy that I still don't know who he is. Started dancing like Shawn Michaels theme. Oh yeah, what not the not Roman. There you go. Oh yeah, that's that, that, what a what a comparison. <laughs> it's uh, spit an image, if you will. Copy and paste the Jeez. tattoo. Um, Lord have mercy. It, I mean, if you geeks want to keep telling me that Vince and Pritchard don't have their fingers in this pie, watch that friggin' segment. What's this friggin' show? The show sucks. Yeah. I don't get why people are like, I don't know. It's just bad. Just bad. Yeah, so like I took like what what was a month off and I'm like half the people I don't know, half the people are just doing random shit. Mm-hmm. And then you got Mandy. Then you got Mandy. The saving grace of NXT, but uh before we get into anything else this week, let's go back in time. It's this week in wrestling history. Just a week. Just just a week. There, there really isn't very much. Maybe, I, I I mean, not a lot happens around Halloween other than Halloween parties. So. True that. Uh, we'll kick it off with October 29th, 1995 at Halloween Havoc. The Giants, also known as Paul White, defeated Hulk Hogan for the WCW World Championship. By DQ, I might add. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spoilers, sir. Have you not got to that bit yet? No, that's uh, that that one's coming up. Ah, <laughs> like that's probably that is literally the next pay per view from the one I'm uh, like the the episode I'm on right now. Okay, well, ladies and gentlemen, there's a spoiler from 1995. <laughs> oh, from 95. I was like, oh, they said 96. Never mind. Oh no, 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 that was 95. Okay, cool. I was about to say, I was like, wait a minute. Uh, October 30th, 2016, Charlotte Flair won her third. Raw Women's Championship in the middle of her flippy flappy hot potato feud with Sasha Banks. Hot potato. Uh, I believe that was at Hell in a Cell. Also, October 30th in 2019, the first ever AEW Tag Team Champions were crowned as SCU defeated the Lucha Bros in the tournament final on Dynamite. Mm-hmm. I think Loved people it. forget SCU were Tag Team Champions, let alone the first ever Tag Team Champions. Um... I will say I will say the hardcores don't like they were right. like the, probably like the perfect uh, opening tag team to start with because like if you would I, and this is just me saying this because as a guy that knew the Lucha Bros before AEW got populated on Grant this is like two and a half years ago SCU was the perfect team 
If you would give it to the Lucha Bros back then, it would have been like, wait a minute, what? Yeah. Like, who are these guys? You would have had too many questions. But yeah, us, us hardcores remember. We was there from the beginning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, October 31st, Halloween 2019, The Fiend defeated Seth Rollins at Blood Money 4 for the Universal Championship. The uh, reign was then infamously squandered a few months later to Goldberg. Also in Saudi Arabia. That's goddamn Saudi Arabia. Mm. Terrible times. The, the, the beginning of the downfall of The Fiend. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else happened? Speaking of blood money, <laughs> Shane McMahon became best in the world on November 2nd, 2018. Oh, that's right, that <laughs> stupid tournament. Defeating Dolph Ziggler for the World Cup. Oh, yeah, of all the people to beat. Yeah, and he... Fucking Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> Weren't they both replacements or something? I know, I one so. of them replaced Miz. I think that was Shane. I want to say that it had to be Shane. But some something is in the back of my mind that Dolph Ziggler shouldn't have been in the final. I mean, probably shouldn't have been in the final, okay. but still. Uh, yeah, Shane McMahon went around calling himself the best in the world for several months. Uh, that that was that was a time that happened in history. Uh, November second, nineteen ninety eight, the Hardcore Championship was born as Vince McMahon awarded the title to Mankind. Mm-hmm. Good shit. Yeah, I missed a hardcore title. Fuck the 24-7 title shit. It's great. The the 24-7 is the hardcore title's ugly little brother. It's true. I mean, but you gotta understand, there is a plethora of uh, of geeks on that 24-7, on on the hardcore title list. Like, the first guy that immediately comes to mind is Maven. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I think there was uh, somebody had posted something about, uh, oh, that's right, because Mandy Rose was the first person from Tough Enough to win a, yes. a WWE title or whatever. And they're like, oh, well, what about Maven? I'm like, my motherfucker won the hardcore title. Like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Like, I, you know what I mean? I was like, there's goddamn celebrities that won that belt. They, I mean, they did specify first female, but then people were got up in their arms about Melina, who never actually made it to the show. She auditioned for season three, but she wasn't on the show. Mm, there you go. So yes, Mandy is the first female tough enough participant from the actual show to win a championship in WWE. Mm-hmm. And did a f- damn fine job doing it. Uh, finally, on November 3rd, 2008, on the 800th episode of Raw, Chris Jericho defeated Batista in a cage match for the World Heavyweight Championship. God damn Batista. That 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 just one of those matches that you don't really remember, for some reason. I was gonna like I can't put my finger on it. No, but uh, it happened. Anyway, uh, there's not many birthdays this week either. So October thirtieth, Edge turned forty-eight, and Luther turned fifty-three. Oh God. <laughs> uh, November first, Gabby Tuft, formerly known as Tyler Rex, turned forty-three. And on November 3rd, Andrade turned 32, Grand Matalik turned 33, Jackie Gator turned 40, and Dawn Marie is 51 now. Okay. ECW Legend S. Mm-hmm. Wow. Damn, I didn't think... All right, 51, all right. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen her lately, but yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, we briefly mentioned NXT. I'll probably get into that anyway, but... uh. 
We now have the final of the world title eliminator set in stone. It's Miro versus Brian Danielson. Mm-hmm. They they just it's gonna, gonna be beat st- the shit out of each other's chest. I was gonna say it's gonna be a stiffy one. Oh yeah. Tell you what. Well, that's I mean when <clears throat> when when Dynamite opened up and there was like okay cool like you already had like that speculation like John's gonna go in there he's probably gonna kill Orange and you know we're gonna get a mm-hmm. you know real Hoss battle real New Japan kind of match, but then Mox is gone and we're like well, who the fuck's gonna take his place and the second they they said Miro I. I immediately said, you know what, Orange has a chance of winning now. Not because, you know what I mean, the whole, I just felt like Orange, I just felt like Miro, if you're going to push him that high, he needs to be, like, he needs to get it. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's not one of those, you can't Lance Archer him. God, I hate that. That's like a, a term I can use. <laughs> but, it's, you know what I mean? Like, you can't do Lance Archer with him. Like, it's it'll completely fucking ruin it. Yeah. But, I mean, if he loses to Daniels, to Danielson, it's not that big of a deal. You know what I mean? You lost to this unbeatable force. This guy literally had to kick your head in to beat you. It's I, I think that would be like a less of a thing, but I'm sure there's still going to be some super hardcores that are like, oh, but you've killed it, bro. But you've killed it. Yeah. Um, B-Dry and Eddie Kingston's match was actually the longest one in the tournament so far. From, it was fantastic. From it, yeah, it was awesome. And I don't know if Eddie was upset by what was going on with Mox, but, I mean, he was heated last week, too, and obviously now, I love the fact that we're now finally getting CM Punk sinking his teeth into something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fucking great. I mean, that, that backstage whole thing was just awesome. It, it this, It's one of those things, you know what I mean, it makes when wrestling feels real. Yes. And then, speaking of all that, like, I didn't mean to like skip fucking way ahead of like dynamite, but then when Punk came out, it's one of those. Sometimes these promos don't always have to be pipe bombs for them to be a pipe bomb. You know what I mean? Yeah, Punk got real. It, that's exactly what I was gr- driving at. He got real. He touched. Uh, he touched everybody in an emotional way, not in that other kind of way, <laughs> in an emotional way because you know this is for real. What what John is going through is is a real freaking thing, and it and it takes. And I hate to to uh, emphasize this like only men can do it, but that's not true. But even you know, even women have them sometimes. It takes balls. It takes a lot of balls to to do what he did, to sit down, stop his entire life, and say, "I need to get help." And he reached out and he got it. And and fuck Vince Russo, by the way. Oh yeah. For 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 calling out TK. Look, I get it, dude. It's a topic that some people are like, oh, you know, you shouldn't have said anything. It's not your business. Da, 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 da. What if John told him to tell him? John told him to say something. Yeah, the literal like, first line of his tweet was, John wanted me to say this. Mm-hmm. And you're just going to get all butthurt. Like, I understand it's a sensitive topic. I get that part. But at the same time, this dude's telling him to do it. So I'm going to respect his wishes because he's going through some shit. I'm going to try to make his life a little less stressful, and I'm going to do it. But you're a fucking dweebo, and you're going to be like, no, bro, you're tougher than that, bro. Nobody needs to know about what's going on with you, bro. It's like, no, fuck you. Like, it's a real moment. You know what? Showing emotion is not a terrible thing. Hey, AEW can't win. They got criticized for uh, hiding Brody Lee's condition. Now they're being criticized for being open about Mox's condition. 
Exactly. Double-edged sword only, or double standard, because it's not even a double-edged sword. That that's like you know, like a scenario where it's you know you're fucked either way. But no, this is just because they don't want it to look positive. Oh, well, now you're being too open. Oh, you weren't being open enough. What do you fucking want? The guy again. The guy, a billionaire who does not need to listen to this guy. He is this dude's boss. And he asked him, "Could you please send out a message or whatever?" And he did so. And he did so. Ultra respectfully. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> what? And let's be honest, Marx wasn't going to say anything because he doesn't do social media. No. But but that's why I was, like, going to drive at, like, where the Russo, bro, like, some, get over the macho. Everybody, you can be a tough some bitch, and you can be macho when you need to be, but as fucking Punk said... You know, it's 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 not a bad thing to ask for help. It doesn't make you weak to ask for help. Didn't um, let a man be vulnerable. Renee had a private Instagram account uh, to like post pic- the baby pictures just for friends and family and stuff, and that got hacked this week too. Oh, what the fuck! Like, I, look, don't get me wrong. I'm one to. I would love to know everything of what's going on with them and blah, 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 and I this and I that. But guess what, bro? I ain't the fam. I'm not meant to be in that circle. And to be invading privacy and hacking their shit, why? Why? So you can benefit from it in some stupid, weird way? Like, they can have a private life. Like, that's, that's why I've always hated, like, super crazy inside motherfuckers like this like that have to go to the above and beyond where they need to hack shit to find the ultra inside information like get a fucking life bro and <laughs> like they don't need to be harassed in their crazy deluded little minds they're probably thinking that it's a good thing that they're being able to share these private photos with other fans they're like no it's still an invasion of privacy big time Especially when now, you know what I mean? It's my fucking children or my child. Like, you, you're you really being this big of a creepo because of my fucking kids? Like, fuck, man. Kid, just... Uh, uh, people. M- meanwhile, we've got... <laughs> I fucking love this video. Right. We've got somebody yelling at Becky that her baby's so cute, and Becky just shouts back, I know, she came from me. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Like, literally right after what the match, like, so Becky's, like, still trying to catch her breath, and she's beat up. She's like, yeah, I know. She came from me. Ultimate comeback. Yeah. Like, bro, you think I'm stupid? <laughs> you know where the baby <clears throat> came from? Um, On that note, Becky and Bianca just, they, they tore the house down on Raw, i got to be honest. Yeah, I, um, I heard it was a good match. I'm not going to go backwards, you know me. Um, But then I also heard that Raw... As it had good wrestling this week for some weird reason, somebody told him to do something right. All the finishes were pretty fucky. Yiggity. Well, I mean, I'm only like a third of the way through the actual show. I haven't seen like the second, the second or the third part. But uh, mm-hmm. from the, the match I did see was stupid because Dominic just couldn't help himself but get involved in Ray's match uh, with Austin Fury. So first of all, they're right outside the ring. The referee's looking Whoa. right at them, and Dominic spins Ray into a DDT on Fury. Doesn't get ejected. Doesn't get DQ'd. Nope. Nope. What he does get DQ'd for is slapping Fury right in front of the referee. Oh. 
right before a 619. Mm-hmm. Hey, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, I'd never thought in a million fucking years I would ever say that Rey Mysterio is going to be a heel, but well, goddamn, boy, I tell you what, this is... I, um, I think Dominic's going to be the heel because he's just doing stupid shit. No, I, I, I know what I mean, but... <laughs> I'm, I, what I meant was a Mysterio. Not oh, right. a Mysterio is gonna a Mysterio is gonna be a heel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait a minute, but then I get it. It's funny. It's fucking weird. The guy totally Nick Patrick the whole goddamn thing. Seen the DDT, and I was like, I heard about this on from Dave and uh, and Brian, and I was like, I guess I'll watch it. A, a quick highlight of it, and I'm just like, they are really, really, really planting the seed. For son versus father. Yeah. And I'm like, why? But why? And it's ridiculous. Very. Very much so. Makes no sense. Oh, honestly, that, that spinning, that DDT, like, literally the ref is looking right at them. He's like two feet away. If you're not going to DQ him, at least eject him from ringside, but no. Nah. Stupid WWE logic. So, uh, I have no idea what else happened on Raw yet. Uh, I know, actually, I did see Kevin Owens' segment with Rollins and Big E, which was great. Uh, KO's getting some big pops. Everybody kind of is definitely expecting him to leave. Um, And he's teasing it. Uh, I don't. I just really hope they don't backtrack on it and, like, they offer him this ludicrous deal right at the end of his three months. I mean, they would be dumb not to. Oh, they they will. If, they'll try. If if WWE is smart, that's what they'll do. They're going to try their goddamnedest to hang on to everybody that they can. Because think about it like this. I don't know. Like I'm thinking of three guys right now on the main that I don't I don't know about one's contract, though. But... The, the first two that come to mind that the second their contract ends, they are AEW bound. I don't give a shit what anybody says. Mm-hmm. And that's Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Okay. The third guy who I don't know if he would go. I mean, he's already said that he's kind of done. But the, honestly, the intrigue is there. I don't I don't see why he wouldn't do like a few matches over there. That's AJ Styles. Yeah. And I'm like, when these three guys, his contract is up, they're gone. There is no, okay, cool, I guess I'll hang out. I mean, I was hoping Nakamura would, would dip, but... Uh, yeah, he resigned. Uh, I mean, fine. Honestly, AJ's probably had the, well, easily had the best run out of all of them in WWE. Mm-hmm. Like, they've actually treated him really well, but uh, I don't think he's got any bad blood with WWE. He's just like, what else can I do? Yeah, that's what I'm. He's he's at the the stage of of B drag of you know. Okay, I've done it all here. Um, you guys obviously like don't want to main event me world champ shit again, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go have fun, you know, enjoy my craft and be gone. Yeah, super respectful. Stop sending death wishes to D Bry. By the way, people, B dry. Yeah, fucking fuck it the fuck off. And then are they gonna do that shit? Because apparently Kyle O'Reilly's contract ends next month. Oh, he's had he drew the short straw from the undisputed era. He really did. Like he was pushed as a breakout star from the group, and he's just been left in the backseat by everybody. It was 
all they had to do was not make him cool Kyle. Yes, that gimmick sucked. That's literally, all they had to do was not make him fucking, I gotta be cool with my goddamn Canadian fucking tuxedo with my jeans and my jeans jacket on my jeans and my jeans. You know, it just was, it, it was too much. No. It was too much, and he's he's not that. If you knew Kyle O'Reilly prior to his NXT run, you knew he was nothing like this cool Kyle fucker. And so when you saw this cool Kyle fucker, all it did was aggravate you. Like, okay, dude, this guy could be way more. And I mean, I mean, I don't know if maybe I'm just overthinking it, but I swear to God, the second his gimmick changed, his in-ring work slowed down a little bit. Maybe he hated the gimmick too. Maybe. I, don't, I can't say I blame him. Social standards should tell you, Vince and Pritchard, that any adult who has to call himself cool is not cool. Factual. That shit, that is the truest thing ever, man. Carlito would definitely spit in his face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because that's what that's why that's why he would spit in the face of people who think they want to be cool. Because yeah, you think you're cool, you're not cool, man. He spit in the face you're of people who wear the Canadian tuxedos. Goddamn Canadian tuxedos. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, poor Kyle. Uh, yeah, he's but yeah, got a jam. Uh, there was a dusty finish in Becky and Bianca too. Uh, Bianca goes head first into uh, shoulder first actually into the ring, the exposed ring turnbuckle turnbuckle mm -hmm. uh and then gets rolled up with the tights but after the well a little bit later after the match actually becky comes face to face with Liv morgan backstage who uh i'm all for give me some becky and Liv. but uh I, I also wish wwe would make up their mind with Liv morgan are you pushing her or not well here's my problem well, no i wouldn't say problem but here's my issue well no it is a problem it's issue problem same word anyway is Becky is, she is meant to be a fucking heel. Yeah. And they are cheering the fuck out of this broad. They are cheering her like nobody's business. And to make matters worse, everybody loves Liv. Mm. There's a lot of people that say, you know, they need, they want to live push. It's time for a live push. Live this, live that. This live is not going to be cheered at all. She is officially the heel via the crowd because they love Becky so much and it's just going to ruin this whole dynamic. Yeah. It, it's when you have... what? God, who was... like? God, I hate to use this term, but like Hulk Hogan. Yeah. He's the cool bad guy. And right now, Becky's the cool bad guy. It sucks. Everybody she fucking goes up against is immediately going to flip-flop their persona. Every face she goes against is going to be booed out of the fucking building because she's loved so much. That's the thing. She She's really, really trying to be a heel, but when she acts like an asshole, people love it because that's what made her the man. Exactly. It does. Exactly. Because she, she got to be the man. Just, just go back to the man because I fucking hate this big-time Beck shit. Yeah, it's... Uh... It definitely streaks of Seth Rollins. Yeah. He's like, hey, Vince, I got an idea for Becky. And he's like, oh, I'm all ears, pal. She's like holding the baby. Like, oh, <laughs> I'm screwed. Blinded by his suit. Mm, no, well, oh, God. You know what? I say this all the time. 
Actually, I don't say this all the time, but I really miss the old Seth Rollins, you know, when he would just come in all black yeah. and be all that fucking one piece. I don't know where these <clears throat> goddamn suits came from. Originally, they started from, like, his grandma's couch that he tore up, <laughs> or couches, because they were different. <laughs> and now, this this last one was shiny, okay? Yeah. And my immediate first thought when I seen it was like, is that, like, vinyl? Like, did you did you buy a jacket made of vinyl? Like, that's literally what I thought. I think he got this suit from L.A. Noir. God, I hope I'm sure it's one of the unlockable suits you can get. It, oh, there you go. Yeah, the unlockable ones. Yeah, that's right. It's because they're goddamn hidden. <laughs> and they fucking I, should be. Son of a bitch. I'd love to be a fly on the wall when he brings all these suits home. Hey, back. I got another one. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I got another one. <laughs> uh, dude. They just get more and more ludicrous. Uh, and Seth gets more and more ludicrous. Just he, you know he's, what, having, I, he's having so much fun with his gimmick, though. He is, but you know what? You got me thinking back to like the whole how he was bringing him in. I got another one. Like I really think he actually hides him. <laughs> yeah. I think what he does is he like sneaks him through the fucking back door. I mean, he's got like, I found three at the goddamn thrift store. Here we go. And she's like, what the fuck you got? Holy shit. And he's got to, like, explain himself. <laughs> like, I couldn't help it. Like, look at this one. looks like fucking your grandma's couch and shit. And, like, oh, my God. This one looks like, like an entire sneak 70s candy. house. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just fucking just found a goddamn time machine. Jesus. Now, it, they must use the uh, the seamstress that's in WWE. I don't know. Sorry, I don't remember her name, but uh, she must have a work cut out backstage, making all these freaking oh, suits yeah. for Seth. Seth she got her personal phone numbers. I'll send her text. I so I saw this couch back in the fifties. <laughs> Can you fuck off? Actually, it's her. He goes to and goes. I got another one. Oh, for fuck's sake! Bessie, <laughs> yeah, that makes more sense. Hey, can you make a suit out of this piece of fabric? <laughs> it's got mold on it. You can clean that, right? Now turn the mold into another suit. There you go. It's vintage. Fuck. Goddamn guy. Big time Seth. Mm. So, yeah. Um, other than that, obviously, Seth is next in line for Big E. Which... Oh, we're not doing CLC this year. So, we got Survivor Series, which is going to be champion versus champion. So, we got a New Year's been... Day show. Which I'm guessing... Everybody once talked about Survivor Series yet, and it's like two weeks away. Yeah, right. Because everybody, everybody knows it's just like, yeah, it's champion versus champion, but we don't care. No. Nobody cares. Leave it to WWE to not plug one of their big four pay-per-views. Because they're fucking idiots. They, they've only just um, started plugging, obviously it's November now, so The Rock's 25th anniversary, which was originally going to be the theme for Survivor Series. Mm. But uh, I think he's busy, obviously, with a filming schedule now, so that kind of disappeared. That or his fucking booming rap career. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Goddamn. Dwayne dropping bars. You know, it's, 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 it's super catchy and will not get out of your goddamn head. I mean, it's not it's not the first time The Rock's uh, spit some rhymes. True that. I mean, it's it's, it's a lot better than The Rock concert. <laughs> ah, the it's Rock the Hamburglar. It's <laughs> funny shit, though. Yeah, I loved the little mini feud of Hurricane. 
some of the greatest stuff ever. <laughs> when you're allowed to be a dork on television, like that's what that's what that is that happens right there, and it came out in comedy gold. Yes, that's a, that's exactly it. You're allowed to be a dweeb on national television. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're not being made, and they're not laughing at you; they're laughing with you. Oh yeah, yeah, they're loving it. Literally, they're... right? They're loving it. Uh, good stuff. Uh, more good stuff. Dynamite kicked off with um, Omega and Angel, number five, from Dark Order. Mm-hmm. But the freaking pop for Paige. Man, this this guy's been so fucking over for like three years. He's so fucking over, it's not even funny. No. Man. It's just, it's bananas and that pop when he wins the title is gonna be insane if he does it they're gonna fucking riot <laughs> i think punk will lead the riot i I, th- <laughs> I think you're right he'll be like that's what i got behind me like yeah no this is it's i hate to say that it's like for uh foreshadowing but sometimes in wrestling that that's kind of what you know what helps build the anticipation you know what I mean? It gets you more excited for the match. It, it allows you to be more uh, in, invested. Yeah. And I, I can't fucking wait. And people laugh when AEW fans say long-term storytelling, but this is literally long-term storytelling at its finest. Mm. Mm. And it's multiple stories if you really want to be that much of a you know insider, if you will. If I could you know use that term so nicely. Because if you think about it, you know, he if Hangman said it himself. You know, I when I came into this company, I promised I was going to be the first AEW World Champion. He let the people down. So you have a guy who's been chasing it, chasing his dream to fulfill to the people to become their champion for two and a half, almost three years, and then you add the even more heated story of the former tag champs, now you know bitter rivals. And it just, it's just, it's fucking chef's kiss, my man. It's just glorious stuff. Absolutely glorious. And, it, and oh, God. I Something tells me they're going to put on, like, a fucking banger. Like, they've, like, we've been getting gold from, from B-Dry, and, and thank God for that. I, I much appreciate you. Uh, we've been getting, uh, we've been getting some really good stuff from Punk. Mm-hmm. But I and and you know and cold too. But I feel like Hangman is going to give us everything we want. Kenny is going to absolutely turn it on, and I feel like this is going to be one of those matches where it's if this match is not five stars, it's bullshit. Like there's going to be a bullshit finish. They are going to give everything they have. I hope they go almost like thirty fucking minutes. I really do. This is going to be like an easy five star, no problem. I was going to say call it the American version of uh, of uh, of Omega Omega and um, Okada. Yeah, you know what I mean the absolutely over dude like nobody's motherfucking business, and then the big time heel. Mm-hmm. Except you know vice versa because you know Kenny was the big time heel win. <laughs> uh, they uh. They they did the ending when Paige came down so well. 
like the timing mm-hmm. was great. Normally, when you're waiting for somebody to get in the ring and you you you're waiting for somebody to grab the chair from you, just they're holding it above their head for like two weeks, and then the mm-hmm. guy just comes up behind them at the last minute. But they timed this perfectly. Uh, Angel took it at just the right time for Paige to begin flipping over the ropes, and then Kenny just smoothly slid out. It was perfect. Mm-hmm. The goddamn coward. That's great. God, I love this story. Uh, it's so good. So, so good. Uh, mm-hmm. Full Gear is going to be full of good stories. We got that one. We got, it really we got uh, Punk and Kingston. I mean, hell, their story of just fucking that one backstage interaction right. definitely wanted me to... But I mean, it was just great. I mean, Punk alluded to something in his promo um, where Eddie thinks they have some kind of beef from years ago, and it's not true. And I would love to know what beef he thinks that is, because as far as I know, they've never crossed paths. Right? Where in the hell would they have beef? Like, Punk was retired for pretty much all of Eddie's career. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, um, unless he was, like, in the background or whatever when, uh, like, he was doing the indies. But, like, I don't think so. Nuh-uh. So I, like, I don't know. Actually, I mean, looking weird. at it, uh, was Punk ever in Shikara? Oh, I don't think so. Because that's where uh, Eddie spent a long, long time while... Punk was working his way to Ring of Honor and NWWE. You know what? There's only one way to find out. <laughs> Shikara, Eddie Kingston, CM Punk. The whole thing, right? Promotions have you worked for, my guy? Uh... I see nothing. No. I don't get it. Man. Maybe Eddie's one of those guys where he hangs on to uh to their friends' grudges. Yeah. And maybe fucking Moxie has a grudge with him <laughs> for some weird reason. The only way I can see these guys have, have met up is if like they had uh met in like like IWA mid south or something. But then even then I don't I don't even know if Eddie worked then. Worked there back then, and then th- this had to be in like the early two thousands, like oh three, oh two. Yeah. So I. Uh, Kingston needs to maybe Kingston needs to chill out a little bit. Oh, he definitely needs to chill out. Going all up in Punk's face just because he's getting interviewed. Right, just because you're having an interview, like goddamn, bro. Slow down. Oh no, this guy didn't even start fucking. Oh, nope, yep, I'm right. Right here, 2003 to 2008, IWA Mid South. That's the only time that they could have had some beef. Okay. So just before he jams to, uh, to like, what did he go? Ring of Honor. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe now I'm more CCW too. Oh, didn't even think about CZ Dub. Um, yeah, Eddie would have got to Ring of Honor just after Punk left. Yeah, from what it looks like here. Yeah. Huh. Okay, it's definitely some super insider beef. I want. What yeah. if Uncle Dave knows? So uh, if it's their first ever one-on-one match, I'm uh, I'm good. 
Yeah, you and me both. Should be good. Yeah, I, I, I see nothing, and I plan to email Dave, like, immediately. <laughs> hey, yo, Dave, what's going on with Eddie and Punk? What's, what the fuck is this beef, man? <laughs> uh, it's got cheese on it. Speaking of Dave, uh, Tony Khan appeared on WON recently to talk about The Open Door, which seems to be closing on uh, AEW and Impact, and it's pretty much just a case of um, it's not closed. He's open to doing stuff in the future. Uh, they've done a lot of great stuff. They don't have anything booked right now. Um, but for the most of 2021, they had they actually had stuff planned, and now they don't. So yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of up I in mean, the air right now. I mean, hell, it was... I think we've said it a bunch of different times. It was like, what all are they really getting out of this? You know what I mean? Like, what all, what's the, what is Impact getting? What all in, the, in return are they getting besides, you know, you got to crown your new world champion over Christian Cage? That's pretty much it. That's really all they've gotten. And, I mean, if anything, they got a nice, good rating, like, one week? Yeah, they had one big spike for Kenny. And I, that's the thing, I think... Impact had all these opportunities, but people just weren't interested. Right. They they had Kenny Omega donated to them. And, yeah, he spiked the ratings for one week, and then it went straight back down because they didn't do nothing with him besides sit him on a bus for a couple of weeks. And the problem yeah, there was true. because Impact was pre-taped. Kenny just had to pre-tape these stupid segments before he could finally appear on the show. And then they actually booked him better than AEW did for a time. But by yeah, then it was too that's late. That's true. Yeah, it's it's it was just no real intrigue, and it just kind of died its way. I think I really kept saying like, if you would have just brought in like lower level dudes, you know what I mean? Like, have ten show up over there and do a match. Like, oh my god, ten of AEW, you know, from the Dark Order shows up, and then you get the Dark Order fans wanting to watch ten on Impact, and then you know maybe. Uh, Maybe Luchasaurus gets a match, and you just one-off matches with part of your guys, and it would have been a nice little relationship. Have them see your wrestlers on their weekly television show, help get them some ratings, and then you know what? Flippity-floppity. And you bring some of the fucking Impact guys besides Sammy. Well, I don't even think Sammy Callahan was even on AEW. No, just the Good Brothers. You know what I mean? And that's the thing. Like that, that would have been prime. Are you telling me AEW fans wouldn't have popped to see Sammy Callahan? Come on, it's like missed opportunities, man. And they're ones that are fucking obvious, which kind of makes me like a little afraid. And again, I'm loving everything Tony Khan's doing. And no way am I going to give him the Ted Turner, you know, bullshit. And you're going to fuck some shit up, but. I'll tell you this, if because restrictions are slowly opening up in Japan. Mm. If you treat New Japan like you treated Impact, you're going to fuck over not only the fucking wrestling community, but you're going to piss off a lot of fucking fans. A lot of fucking fans. So when, when, when the time is right and guys can go over there, you got to do it fucking right. Don't send two or three guys and hope to draw a No. Send a bunch of dudes. Excuse me. <laughs> Send a bunch of dudes. You know what I mean? Send the whole elite over there. 
send you know um send the, the whole elite send jurassic express send fucking punk brian uh, you know uh fuck be dry be dry fucking send adam cole send i, I guess th- there's a plethora of motherfuckers you can send because the reality is new japan will send you almost that amount of people right back send hook i uh, send hook <laughs> god damn it yeah it, yeah it's, i'm tired uh... of waiting to fucking see this guy wrestle do something god damn it right and they they've been trying to turn that into a catchphrase too because Punk said it. Send hook. I think Taz <laughs> no. said it a couple of weeks ago. Hilarious. <laughs> uh, well, it is it is fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, the, the door is kind of ajar right now between Impact and AEW, but uh, one door that is definitely closing for a period of time is the Ring of Honor's door. Hmm. A door is slammed, brother. I I mean, I think we talked about it last week that they were releasing people for six months and stopping operations, but I've, I read this week they're actually in $12.5 million of debt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the downside. They are in debt, um, which which probably means Sinclair is in debt. So, yeah. I, uh, now, the thing I've been hearing is... What billionaire is going to pay for it first? Yeah. And I'm like, none of them. It's it's like Monopoly when somebody refuses to buy a property and then it goes to auction. I hate to be that guy. Yeah, great point, by the way. But I hate to be that guy. And, and, I, and I love Ring of Honor. I've said it before. They have like a super hardcore fan base that, you know, it, it, it gives the... It's a, it's a staple in, in the wrestling community, if you will. You know what I mean? Like, those hardcore NWA fans or hardcore ROH fans, it's just, it's nice to have them around. But, I don't mean to say it like this, the only people that can save that company are the wrestlers that used to wrestle there. Like, the big time names, and I'm thinking of, like, four right off the bat. And that's fucking B-Dry. That's, um, fucking... A, not AJ, goddamn! I just had four names. I literally just named them all off in my head. Cole Cabana is another guy. Um, you know, Christopher uh, Christopher Daniels is another dude. Like, there's a handful of dudes that could buy that company and keep it going, no problem. I don't. But then you got the whole comparison of the oh, well, AEW, it's the same fucking thing. Blah 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 blah. I mean, have wrestlers buy it so that way they're out of debt. And the guys can be, you know, properly released. They're all paid off and immediately can start signing elsewhere. Impact, AEW, New Japan, WWE, wherever. Just allow the guys to go. Yeah. You know, you can keep the Ring of Honor name. I'm thinking it's like one of those things where you the name means nothing. And that's kind of like, I know I made this whole gimmick where like, oh, let the wrestlers buy it. But the reality is, is, is Ring of Honor can die. And I don't mean it in like a negative way. The only thing of value of that company now, besides the wrestlers, is the tape library. And I say, fuck it, go make your money. Tell WWE for fucking $2 million, player, the tape library is yours. For $5 million, the tape library is yours. Give half of what you, you know, you're in debt for or whatever. Oh, I'm sure and Vince you... is going to jump on that library. Yeah, and then figure out the rest of it. I mean, it's just, it's... I don't Ring of Honor doesn't need to be saved. I hate to say it like that. It doesn't need to be saved. You know, it this is uh, it, is it great to have another company for all these companies to work with? Absolutely. But it, it doesn't need to be saved. It's it's not a 
it's not a, a mainstay. It doesn't have to happen. Well, it is a mainstay, but I mean, it's 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 okay for it to die. Yeah. God, I sound so morbid. Nah, sadly, I think they lost their appeal a few years ago. Like I'm really, like, <laughs> not trying to make it sound so bad, but it's like, no, you're right. It's they lost their appeal when they lost the when they lost the elite. You know, they it it was it went right back down to pretty much the basic, like where it was. If you didn't know these guys, well, this is the place to know them. This isn't, you know, Ring of Honor of old where, like, Kevin Kevin Steen is running around and Davey Richards and, you know, uh, fucking Jim Cornette, stupid ass. and You know, this is a lot of actual indie dudes. And now it's time for them to branch. And trust me, I'm more than sure, like, I'm more than half of that roster is going to get signed. I'm not even worried about it. Guys, like, fucking... Roosh, like, he's going to get signed. He's either going to go back to Mexico or he'll probably go to New Japan. I have a funny feeling a lot of these guys are going to try to go to New Japan, either New Japan Strong or just wherever, just because it, it feels right, like, because they've worked with them for so long. But I can also see a bunch of dudes trying to go to AEW, guys, like Brody King, for for instance. I, I, I would kill to see him in AEW team with, like, Aleister Black. Right. Who used to be a tag team? Uh, Indie days. Oh, okay. PWG stuff. Yeah, that's outside my area of expertise. Yeah, we got to get you on that level, though. But I'm telling you, a couple PWG shows under your belt, and you're just like, I have been watching the wrong stuff my whole life. I, I don't I, understand why they go bananas for like 400 people in this little building. Apparently, I, according to Harold, with no AC. <laughs> I'm aware of PWG. I know what it is, but I've just never been able to find it or anything. Oh, well, I got to make that happen. I do have one DVD. It is of the finals of Battle of Los Angeles. I want to say from 2017. I think that's right. Uh, where, uh, where Jeff Cobb won the Battle of Los Angeles. And then it was a triple threat for the world title, which was, I think it was a Haas battle. In all reality, I think it was Jonah Rock, uh, Keith Lee, and Jeff Cobb for the main event. Mm-hmm. Brutality at its finest. Right. Damn. That, 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 the Haas. As an extra Haas battle. <laughs> extra Haas. And, the, and of course, you already know these dudes are in there flipping and flopping and not giving a shiz, boy. Yeah, no, we got we to gotta run that on Discord one time. Oh, you got to enjoy this. There's a, this is also, it's also the, uh, the original Dominic Dijakovic, or Dominic, fuck, terrible. Dominic Dijak. I can't believe I did that. <laughs> Dominic Dijak versus Keith Lee, the, the original, like, five star that everybody had to see. That match is on that Blu ray tape. Okay. Yeah, fucking banger. Oh, Indies in Blu ray? Yeah, well, that's they, you know, DVDs or Blu-ray. That's there's that's the. Do you want high quality HD? That's that you know, Excalibur wanted that. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> it's got to be high quality, man. It's in high quality H2O. They go high quality. Chad would hate that reference. 
this How fucking dare guy you not like water killing me killing me with that you know what he, he he hasn't seen billy madison either i don't you know i'm i'm just exposing <sighs> chad and this guy's our world fucking champ <laughs> this is your world champ this is bullshit well um that's a nice segue actually because we are two weeks away from our next special event promo series six justice day it begins with the pre-launch show on November 16th, where we will crown the first ever match wrestling TV champion as Chad Malcolm, Moses Marquez, The Phoenix, and Travis Anderson enter the first ever Ring of Games. It is unlike any trivia you've seen before on match wrestling. It's a whole new round of trivia games. Uh, they will then all compete for another championship as we move on to the main show on November 18th as The Phoenix defends the Knowledge Gold in the traditional winner stays on gauntlet. Mm-hmm. I always love the winner stays on gauntlet because it's fast and furious. Yeah, it is. It really, really is. Dang, I'm hoping to add not one, not two, but three belts. God damn. Right, you, well, yeah, I mean, any of the four of you could... Well, actually, no, only you or Chad could potentially walk away with three titles. Mm-hmm. Um, in the glories. Speaking of Fast and Furious, in one last ride, Robert Davis leaves in style as he steps up to the shape in a promo exhibition. I honestly can't believe we haven't had Robert Davis in the shape before now. Right? But hey, we're finally getting it. It's about time. And finally, as we just mentioned, in a predetermined promo exhibition, I don't know what the result's going to be. Uh, Chad Malcolm and Moses go one-on-one for the Max Wrestling World Championship. Mm, mm, mm. Like I said, one, two, three, boy, I tell you what. It all goes down November 16th and 18th. Go to maxwrestling.net slash promo series 6 for more information. They say, don't bite the hand that feeds you. They say, don't trust a snake. Animals are unpredictable. They're wrong. You know what an animal is gonna do. When you're trying to feed a snake, it's gonna try to bite you. Humans, that's different. It's humans. They're unpredictable. So be careful who you trust. Because there's no justice in this world. Max Wrestling presents promo series 6, Justice Day, November 18th. Go to maxwrestling.net slash promo series 6 for more information. That segment with Robert Stone I don't and Zion know. Prince, um, it just became a dance. Fuck? Hold on, wait a minute. What was his motherfucking name? Zion Z- Prince? Zion Prince is his name, yeah. Z- Zion Quinn? Prince. 
I thought it said Quinn, but all right, whatever. Fuck, I don't give a fuck. Is it Quinn? Have I just wrote, wrote I the wrong Quinn. name down? I think this it is, is why Quinn. I just I should just call him not Roman. He's yeah, I'm with that. Not Roman. Zion NXT. Oh, it is Zion Quinn. No wait, yeah, it is. My bad. Well, I mean, I don't mean I don't, we're not going chronologically in order with how this show went or whatever, you know. Uh, but I gotta ask just before this whole thing here. MSK. Now, um, these motherfuckers is the tag champions, correct? Oh, no, pause. They were the former tag champs, correct? Yes. These motherfuckers are cutting a promo about how they've made a lot of money, and they try to take the bus. The fucking bus. <laughs> what the fuck are y'all doing? <laughs> what the fuck are y'all doing? Like... I would understand if it was like the shuttle bus to get around the campus, you know what I mean? Because they're right there full sail. No, they on the street trying to go get something to eat or something. I don't know. They're over here trying to catch a bus. You're trying to tell me that y'all are former tag team champions and y'all can't buy a car? You can't buy a beater? These, what the fuck? These dudes. Even I haven't been on a bus for like 18 months. Y'all need... Y'all need to stop fucking buying so much weed. That's what it really is. Shit, I know weed is expensive, but god damn. He's like, I got my supplies. It's like a little fanny pack. That ain't gonna last you but 45 minutes, playboy. Don't lie to yourself. Let's <laughs> say y'all can't afford a car. Apparently you guys are fucking the new Cheech and Chong around here. Jesus. Oh, here you're knocking, but you can't come in. There you go. Anyway, okay, so back to this fucking yeah. Robert Stone um, nerd. Just, it was just weird. It broke into this, like, dance-off. Uh, I, I will say it was kind of funny that um, Zion was singing Shawn Michaels' theme, uh, which the crowd cheered for, even though they booed the fuck out of Robert Stone singing... Of um, What <laughs> the fuck's her name? Taya Valkyrie's theme. Um, oh. Frankie Monet. Sorry. But as he as he's singing Shawn Michaels' theme, as he gets to the line "I'm not your boy toy," he sort of dodges an attack from Stone and just <laughs> holds him and looks down at him as he sings it. <laughs> right, I was like, Wait, "Why did you have to keep singing?" But all right, I'll give him that. That that what that like five seconds was pretty funny, but the rest of it was just like, "What the fuck am I watching?" Uh, and then it randomly goes backstage to him bumping into. Um, Legado del Fantasma, and he's suddenly got some eyes on him. Some. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she's like, "Oh, I like your fucking dance moves." Like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I to say, boy, you done picked one up. You didn't even have to do nothing. All right. And it was so awkward because she was like, "I never knew you had this side to you." He was like, "Yeah, I got lots of sides to me." And then, then he just oh, walked yeah, away. Want to see some other? I got some other sides. Um, and yeah, she. Where where the fuck is Santos? She's kind of taken over as leader. Uh, Wasn't it Electra? Motherfucker's on vacation or something. He's like, I'm out of here. Electra's <laughs> taking over the group now. Shit. No, I don't know. I was gonna like. I I have no fucking clue. I uh I don't want to say he's hurt. I can't be hurt. I I fucking know. Uh, was it in your house the last time we saw Santos? Uh, no, nah, he was on NXT not too... He was on NXT, I think, last week in the Halloween Havoc gimmick. He, I think he was just on there talking. Oh, okay. I was like, I just seen the motherfucker. 
<laughs> there was that many people wearing masks last week. I didn't recognize anybody. Yeah, that's true. I didn't. That did not help at all, especially with this goddamn haunted house bullshit. Oh, I completely glossed over that. I don't even know who was involved. I don't know what happened. Just what, whatever. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. This is why I hate holiday specials. Well, not everything needs to be stupid. No, like WWE, every Christmas they bring out the friggin' weapons in wrapping paper. and That's what I'm saying. Not everything needs to be goddamn stupid. A Christmas tree becomes you know a weapon. why they do it. Hell, WCW had a goddamn pay-per-view called Halloween Havoc. Yeah. You know how many stupid gimmick matches they had during those? <laughs> Not that many. I'm sure there were some dumb ones. But, I mean, like, they never really used the graveyard or nothing like that. No, and they never use half the matches on. They're never gonna use half the matches on the wheel. You got like buried alive and boiler room brawl, and it's not gonna happen. Right. Y'all ain't gonna do that shit again. Um. Also, Andre Trace, that that geek again. This this time he gets trashed by Braun Breaker. Fine by me. Who is this geek? I don't give a shit. I got a new geek though, boy. I t- I tell you what, this motherfucker. One, dumb enough, like, mm, it, I'll wait for the game. Is it time for me to play, play the music? Hit the, you know what, fuck it, yeah, hit the goddamn music. <laughs> Pencil neck geek, pretty freak, scum sucking beard with a lousy physique. He's a one-man, no-cut, losing streak. Nothing but a pencil neck geek. Okay, so who, so this motherfucker... God damn, I already forgot his stupid name. The dude running the goddamn poker game in the back. Oh, yeah. First off, I ain't seen you wrestle. You look stupid as shit. And then you're going to tell me, you're going to look at the man that made a bunch of money by clicking a couple of buttons on the stock market. You really think you was going to fucking beat him in some poker? You really thought you was going to beat him in some poker? And he's like, this fucking, the whole thing was stupid. I'm just like, first off, I love Cameron Grimes. He's the fucking man, and this this is not why this guy is the fucking ultimate geek. Because he gets all fucking pissed off that you lost. Yeah, dude, he played you the whole fucking time. How no? How in the hell do you not know this guy is playing you? He walks in to the fucking thing and says, "Oh, you guys are playing poker or Tennessee something or another." And he's like, "Oh, it's Texas Hold'em." Oh yeah, whatever. I want to play. And he's over. Here. Who in the fuck is thirty seven years old and doesn't know how to play poker? He didn't like, even know Royal Flush was like the best hand. No, I got diamonds. Like, oh, I think I got some diamonds. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? I got some diamonds. I'm like, no, what the? How do you not know this fucking dude was hustling you? And he's just like, huh? Oh, Jesus, figuring the game out as we go along. No, you're just a fucking geek. Oh my god, what a geek! I cannot wait to see fucking Cameron Grimes stop his fucking head in. Please. Yeah, I'd never seen him Damn. before this segment, and he just comes on the screen with his little gold vest, and I'm thinking, you look generic as fuck. Like a motherfucker. Uh, Duke Hudson is who it is. Duke Hudson. Oh, fuck that. Fuck that. Vince probably fucking walked through a casino one time and said, you know what, we need a car dealer as a wrestler. No, you don't. No, you don't. And he made it happen. And now look at him. Fucking geek of the week, player. I think Vince just walks through life and sees these people in, like, normal jobs and you'd make a good wrestling gimmick ice cream man and that's the ice cream man 
I'm telling you, bro, we're gonna fucking get T.L. Hopper coming back, the fucking the plumber, uh, who we're gonna get the goddamn the stalker. What other stupid fucking gimmicks was out there? Uh, Repo Man. And then fucking Home Cuz. Where's the fucking Home Cuz? I had the goddamn shit written down. Grayson Waller, homie, uh. check this out, Playboy. You look like Glacier's son. I tell you what. <laughs> when you came out there with your all blue everything, I was about to say, if you didn't have a blue mask on, blowing some smoke, do some karate moves, you is Glacier's son, player. Who in the fuck? This this show is fucking weird. Show is fucking weird. Right after we get fucking Braun Breaker kicking ass, we go to a, a, a fucking a great Imperium promo, by the way. Like I, They are probably one of the more highlighted versions for me i've always been a fan of imperium of, of, of uh, fabian and eichner and i've always said that it's great when they do their promos in their native tongue and what do they do they do their promos in their native tongue because it's fucking great yeah and then they get tongue-tied by toxic attraction which is understandable hey uh well, hmm, he's, they're like americans now and i'm like yeah well hey yeah. america has america's got has things for you players <laughs> It's great. I was like, that's what I'm talking about. And then I don't know. I don't know who this fucking last legend broad is. Okay. I don't need. Oh, goddamn, put her in the bag. Um, Jeez. I do not need a wanna be Oprah Winfrey show on my goddamn NXT. Uh, fucking again, bro. Tony D'Angelo, homie. Go back and rewatch the Sopranos because I don't know you are missing on every cylinder player you are trying so hard to be the ultimate Italian mobster I swear you're not doing it right go watch the Sopranos again and learn to tone it the fuck down okay you're not, you're not homeboy from Goodfellas okay this is not the Godfather slow the fuck down God he sucks too I can't. I don't understand how or why anybody would even want to see this fucking shit. No, my that that entire segment was just blah. Ass. Absolute ass of a dead carcass. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just put put Last Legend in the fucking bag. Yeah, she's. I brings nothing. Brings nothing to the table. We also don't need another goddamn talk show. No, we don't. We really fucking don't. I'm like, there's, there's so plenty. tired of talk shows. I'm so happy AEW kind of gave up on talk shows very quickly. Yeah, thank goodness. Like, I mean, thank goodness. Brit, Brit was good, but we don't need a freaking talk show. I hate talk show segments because everybody tries to be Roddy Piper. Uh, thank you. And you can't. We can't constantly relive the coconut spot. <laughs> It's not going to happen. I'm sorry. <laughs> or the barbershop spot. Or the barbershop. He tried to escape through a window. <laughs> I'm out of here. I mean, honestly, though, we think it's bad now. The early 90s was full of talk shows. <laughs> Even Undertaker friggin' had one. Mm-hmm. So fucking true. <laughs> oh, my God. We had, we had the funeral parlor. We had the snake pit. We had the heartbreak hotel. Uh, we had mm. King's Court. Mm. So many. Too many. I think the best one in the modern age is a highlight reel. That one was really good, though. Yeah, I mean, but you had Jericho, who absolutely has a gift of the gab. Je- oh, God, Jericho is just... 
I don't like. I don't mean like he was. I don't know how he had to be this talker, because like again, watching him back in the day in '96 and whatever, and it's like this guy's constantly stumbling over his words <laughs> every time he cuts a promo. He's like, on Saturday, I mean, on Sunday night, I'm gonna kick your ass, and I'm like, dude, can you like fucking slow down, fucking slow down? But it's like six, like four promos straight from him. I was almost gonna say six, like four promos straight. He fumbles like one or two lines all the time, and I just think to myself, how in the fuck does this guy turn into Le Champion, turn into you know the highlight, the guy that fucking hosted the highlight reel, all that shit? It's like it's just it's mind blowing. It, it was like he flipped yeah, no. the switch. Like when he debuted in WWE and got that huge pop, it was like, shit, people know who I am. Okay. Maybe yeah, it was that resurgence that, of confidence. I th- I think that's, yeah, that should be perfect. You know what I mean? Way to make yourself, you know, not stumble. The confidence. God, I love it. And then you debut straight into a segment with a rock, so you got to be on your fucking A game. <laughs> a plus game, boy. A plus game. <laughs> Uh, and it still probably wouldn't be good, good enough, but just about managed to hey, push through. I must say, like, right, as long as you're on that tier. Yeah. And then Rock and Jericho had some great segments over the years. Yeah, they really, really did. Um, and then other than the main event in NXT, we also had the debut of Not Uso. Was it this, what the homeboy named Sol, Solo Sakayo, whatever? He is every bit Jay and Jimmy, but, like, muscular. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to call him Uso like, number face, three. Boy, that face is undeniable. Shit, that, rem- <laughs> That's, that reminds me, like, all the kids, like, when they look just like your dad. <laughs> like, shit, you cannot deny this one. That's not my kid bullshit. Look at him. Look at that. That is you. The only thing missing is the ass. That's that's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> oh lord. But yeah, I don't even know who he beat. He just beat some geek in like it's, two minutes. Yeah. Goes out there, kills a guy. He's supposed to be uh, like a uh, like a shoot fighter. Yeah, I think. I I, I don't want to say that I'm not interested. I feel like they're pushing the shit out of him. But I feel like it's hard to get behind anybody when you're pushing nine people. You're pushing nine motherfuckers. Yeah. Like, slow down. Take it down. This is the problem. Like, you're still pushing the shit out of Ciampa while you're still trying to push Braun Breaker, while you're trying to push Andre Chase, while you're trying to push fucking Cameron Grimes, while pushing the fucking car dealer fucker, while pushing MSK, (laughs) while pushing this. Slow down. Slow down. Like, there can be some dudes that are just there. Okay? Mm. Trust me. You did it when you had nothing but fucking stars. You can do it when you got nothing but geeks. It ain't that fucking hard. And on on top of all this, now what, we're planting the seeds for DIY again? Yeah. Uh, Which is dumb. I mean, I want to see a more serious Gargano again, but... That ship sailed. The only way, only way for me to see a serious Gargano that I would like is for him and Ciampa to go at it again. I know we've seen it a hundred million times. I've already said just give it to Braun and call it a fucking day. But it looks like these guys ain't gonna go nowhere. So I guess put him in the tag division. I guess. Oh, 
Breaker was fired up this week. I fully believe he will be NXT champion on his next attempt. Guys, he's over. He's, I mean, and it's, and it's, he's over and not the, we basically pay our crowd way. Right. Like he's over, over. He's got it. He's, he's, he's super athletic. Now, I mean, I, I think it was you that said it. He's like, he is every bit of his dad's and uncle's moveset from the 80s and early 90s. So it's like, Every time I see him, I'm like, I'm intrigued. It's like it's like it's literally like watching the Steiners wrestle. They don't call him the Steiner, which is going to drive me right. bananas forever. But they call him the babyface gremlin. But exactly, or at least Chucky did. Thing. Exactly, you can drop every fucking stupid Steiner hint there is, but you can't call him a Steiner. I mean, for fuck's sake, the guy's singlet looked exactly like a goddamn singlet I seen on the '92 Raw. <laughs> That fucking Rick Steiner wore. Like, come on, dude. He's, like, uh, he's literally a hybrid guy, of Rick and Scott. It's so weird. It really is. It it's he has like the stature of his dad. He looks exactly like his dad, wears his singlet, but he wrestles a little bit more like his uncle, a little bit more athletic, a little bit more explosive. And he and he sounds more like his uncle, which is weird. Yeah. If I didn't know any better, I'd swear he was Scott's son. Right? I mean, like, that voice. I'm like, wait a minute. Is this just like a Steiner voice? Or, well, okay, whatever. We're just going to look past this. But, I mean, he is a great combo of them. From some, He's a great combo from the Steiner DNA, if you will. And, like I keep saying, he has it. And he's 24. We used to say this about that uh, Velveteen Dream fucker. Yeah. So hopefully this guy doesn't ruin it. Yeah, hopefully this guy keeps his nose clean. Yeah. Uh, one final Shit. thing we didn't really mention was the Jericho segment with uh, American Top Team. Ah, yes. Well, the Inner Circle segment. <laughs> Jake Hager, I think, had the the most brutal line. Oh, he fucking came at Dos Santos yeah. and fucking laughed in 70 seconds. <laughs> I was like, bro, that's fu- that's fucking fighting words, homie. You're going to get punched in the face for shit like that. Like yeah. a legit punch in the face. And I could honestly listen to uh, Jericho and Paige Van Sant trade insults all night. All day long. Like, Paige Van Sant, I, I was cheering. I was like, please fucking make it hurt. Make it, make it just pick Paige. <laughs> just pick Paige. Come on, do it. Come on, do it. Yeah. And then they picked fucking Dan Lambert. And... And I hate to say it like this, but I'm going to say it like this, and I don't give a shit about some backlash. Thank God for Dan Lambert. I fucking love this fucking nerd. He's fucking jumping up and down, and I didn't say you can pick me. And he's a fucking five-year-old in a 50-something-year-old body throwing a temper tantrum. And it's fucking awesome. He's so easy to hate. He's so good at what he's doing. Yeah. This is... This is when you know fans understand the business better than you think they do. And he is a lifelong fan of the old way. I don't know how current shit he watches. People always say, you know, I've always only watched the older shit, you know, but with him, it's true. You know, full 80s, all of it, NWA, fucking um, AWA, the whole whatever. He's been, you know, he watched it all. So it's like, he gets it and he understands it and he and he shows it. 
He knows how to get fucking heat. I don't know any rando fucking MMA coaches to come off the fucking street and know how to get heat in the wrestling business. Not get heat on, on accident and, oh, hey, it works out and I learned it. No. He knew right off the bat, this is how you get heat in the wrestling business. And he's fucking great at his job. Yeah. Um, God bless Dan Lambert, that fucking geek. And Paige looks like she's having a time of her life. Getting in, getting oh insulted by Jericho is such an honor. <laughs> she is loving this. Like, I could take all six of you and Jericho's just like, hey, maybe you can put it on your OnlyFans. Yeah, fucking yeah. <laughs> God damn, Jericho does not care. <laughs> oh, he's so good. Um, I'm I'm really looking forward to this match, but I have no idea who's going to win because obviously the MMA guys want to look strong against these fake fighters, and uh, obviously Inner Circle want to look strong on their home turf. It's it's a tough one to call. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go that. Inner Circle will probably win, um, or if if they end up losing, um, it'll probably be because the rest of American Top Team were to show up, right? You know what I mean? But I don't like I'm I'm I really like having the Inner Circle win, and you know like maybe have like Andre Arlovsky and uh, or no pause like Hager and San and Santos have like a like just like a start brawling it out real MMA style or whatever. Yeah. And just have him be like, hey, bro, I want you to do me a favor. Watch this Shibata match, and I want you and me to hit each other like that, but don't headbutt me. Yeah, that's the thing. It's also a street fight, so, like, literally everybody could be all over the arena, and then it could just come down to Jericho and, like, Dan Lambert. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Uh, however, fine. if uh, American Top Team were to win, I kind of think it would be because of Men of the Year. The experienced wrestlers in the team. I like that theory too. I mean, this is one of those great things that this is one of those matches that you cannot foreshadow. No, full full gear is stacked. It really is. It really, really is. And it's next week. Oh. TSK Discord, baby. I tell you what, it's gonna be popping. Ah. <laughs> uh. All right. Oh, we can't gloss over really quick. The, oh, yeah. Uh, Darby Allen and MJF. Yeah, I, I literally just looked at that match. As you said, we can't gloss it over. <laughs> no, fantastic stuff. Yeah. Um, awesome promo again. I, dude, he's just, he's another dude. He's like 24, 25 fucking years old. And he cuts some of the shit that he, uh, these, these fucking promos, dude, are just bananas. He knows how to get under your skin. He's getting the fucking utmost heat. He's this ultimate. Who is the better young pillar? MJF, Darby Allen. Like, you know what I mean? Who, like, that's, it's, that's what this is. This isn't, um, you know, I got, I'm really popular because I'm Jungle Boy and my dad, you know, my dad was famous from a TV show, you know, but he's still a young pillar in this, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I'm not Sammy Guevara carried by the inner circle. I'm MJF who made my name on my own. And Darby Allen made my name by jumping off a of shit. Which is cool with me. And it's now who is the true young pillar of this company? I still think it's going to be Darby. Um, I, but I fucking MJF, dude, is just. He's so fucking undeniable. 
I, I've I've said it like if, if if he were to if he were to have taken Miro's place, everybody loses. MJF is the new world champion. I don't give a shit what anybody said. And that's what I mean. It like literally, that's how strongly I feel about MJF in that in that uh echelon, if you will. But because it's Miro, now we're thinking different. But I just it's when this guy becomes world champ, this fucking company is gonna just be on its fucking toes for the ultimate baby face takedown because he is the ultimate heel. God, it's like I I'm trying to compare it to something and I really can't. Um you know what I can? Um it would probably be like Goldberg and Hogan. When MJF finally wins the belt, it could be a lot like Goldberg and Hogan. Jesus Christ. Can't yeah, just a lot more talented. Oh, way more. I mean, speaking of the tournament now, like Daniel, uh, Brian Danielson seems like the obvious choice, but then I think we're all pretty much convinced that it's Adam Page's time, so then it kind of suggests that Miro's going to win, so it's base versus heel. True. Or, you know, that's the thing where... Um, B-Dry gets his first loss. And mm. if B-Dry loses to Hangman, that's not a bad thing. I don't think really that would hurt him. No, I, I think that, he'd that, be happy to put him over. I think so, too. And I think that's where now we're starting to get into the reality of what it means to have these guys here. To have a CM Punk here. To have a, a, a Brian Danielson here. It's not just so they garner attention off of name value and off of how well they work in the ring. Now it's a matter of you're going to hand over some losses to help build this company from the inside. Yes, you are from the outside. There's no denying that. There's no replacing that. But now you guys, after we've helped make you look even stronger than before, you are going to help build the guys from within. And that's where this is just going to blow the fuck up. Yeah. Great time to be a wrestling fan. Yeah, full gear gonna bounce. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, that is. Oh wait, wait, wait. We need to crown a rest for the week. So uh, let's play the music. Oh, that's right. don't know who to give it to. The obvious choice would be Brian Danielson for the match with Kingston. Mm-hmm. Um, but Becky and Bianca also had a great match. Mm. Uh, right, yeah, tough week. It is a tough week. Like no, Nobody really stood out more than anybody else. They all had a, either a good week or a shit week. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> it happens. Um... Just for the pop, I'm going to go with Adam Page. He didn't even have a match, but he's wrestled a week. All right. You never go wrong with the Cowboy <laughs> shit. Oh, also, um, Christian Cage back in AEW, teaming with Jung X to destroy Super Elite. Down for the nice cause, segment. always. All right, then. Um, so, your week is complete. Uh, before we sign you out you may have noticed the past couple of weeks uh mike hasn't been on the show 
Um, so he has provided a little statement for, well, I say a little. <laughs> uh, Mike has provided a statement for us to read. Um, before I read it, to sum it up, Mike uh, will be stepping away from his regular seat on Max Wrestling. And he, he's had a pretty tough year. So he's going home to focus on stuff. So uh, this is what Mike has to say. Um, Uh, Hey, another long night. Mom was nauseous. Uh, Really, all I want to say is that Mike Larkin is back. The podcast machine, the son, the man, and this man has to take care of his mom. Family comes first. I love Max Wrestling, and I always represent Max. I've helped grow the brand with interviews and so many ways that really make this podcast the most unique podcast out there today. Around this time last year, I was intent on ending my life, but through reflection, solace and religion and divine intervention from my two guardian angels watching over me, I come to realize just who I am and my purpose on this planet and in life is. I'm a friend, son, peer, but among those names, I am me, Mike Larkin. This past weekend, I announced my first show with LFC and I hope more to come. As the smiles, hugs, admiration and respect came my way, I realized me, myself and I is pretty damn cool and I have a lot of people to thank and fuck a podcast because behind the mic, uh, Daz and Mo are two of my dearest friends and brothers. Why would I want to end my life when I could live my life and do what I was put on this earth to do? We all have that power and we have that ability to in some way bring joy to people and that's what I'm going to continue to do. Right now, I will not be able to do weekly shows in the future, possibly, but I will be around. Dazzy and I will continue netpicks. Mo and I have a fun watch-along coming in the near future. I'll be around. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to be around as long as I possibly can. I'm very grateful for the memories created and yet to be created this show has given me. Thank you all for your support, reassuring me on who I am. I'm in a good place, and I'm going to stay there and move onward and upward. My mom needs her son, and I need my mom. Family comes first. I'll be around. See you all later. God bless. Mike Larkin. Mm-hmm. So, there we go. Um, very much like Travis in the summer. Mike is stepping away for a little bit. You'll see him pop up occasionally, but uh, as of now, it's the captain and the El Jefe. That's all right with me. We're going to get this. Don't worry about it. We, we're we're going to be here each and every week. I, I kind of think it's like a perfect full circle too because Mike's first special event was promo series and that's what's coming up in two weeks so uh, don't miss promo series 6 in two weeks make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us at Max Wrestling UK on social media thank you everybody on SoundCloud and our website as always is maxwrestling.net follow us on social media at thecaptain512 at MCL92 and at SMRPodNet. And all you pencil neck geeks better listen up because this is what Moses Marquez has in store for you this week. Goddamn right. And that's absolutely right. Make sure you're checking out promo series. It is going to absolutely change Max Wrestling for Era. A new era will start after that day. I tell you what. But um, some fun stuff. Retro's double dipping on Monday. Check it out on Monday. It's going to be a double dip episode, both Monday Nitro and Raw. So, you know what I mean? It's just no pay-per-views. Pay-per-view following week, but, and I say but because I may actually put a halt on that. 
I do like to try to do AEW pay-per-view reviews. So I'm going to try to do a full gear review. If not, you already know I'm going to rant on about it forever on Mac. So let's see how it goes. It's not a guarantee, but there's a possibility. And then as for the Bolt Rant folks out there, for those who are trying to get into the football mode, there are, uh, I believe, two episodes that have dropped. Or no, pause. My excuse. One had, one had dropped. It uh, was about the trade deadline. That one got out. Uh, trade deadline has since gone and passed, but you can always go back and listen to it, see about whom I thought we should go trade and what for, what kind of value I thought about. Um, I have a preview for the this Sunday's game against the Eagles dropping tomorrow. Tonight drops the review from the Patriots game. And as a special bonus on Saturday, not only am I dropping a uh, free agency report, I am working on doing a, uh, a DFS show with a former co-host of mine. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, so for those DFS players out there, we should have some lineups for you. Make you some money over the weekend. And again, if you're from the UK, DFS is not the sofa sale. <laughs> no, sir, not sofa sale. Literally every year they seem to have a sale, a half price sale that lasts all year. <laughs> it's a never ending sale with DFS. <laughs> it's called, <laughs> we need to get rid of all these goddamn sofas. <laughs> it's also usually the very first thing you see at Christmas is a sofa sale it's... because what, people throw their sofas away at Christmas? You, maybe <laughs> get a new sofa for well, the yeah, year. everybody's buying a new one because it's such <laughs> of the great deals um and as far as mike goes as i just said in his uh statements he announced for lfc uh this past weekend uh you can get the lfc network on the roku channel i'm not sure how pay-per-views work but if it's um if you still have to pay for it it's, it's up there it's uh booty camp 3d mm-hmm. uh the booby show where mike was a very get special guest ring announcer and with that said, we will see all of you next motherfucker week, motherfucker, for full gear predictions. Damn right. I love AEW predictions because I mm-hmm. usually get them wrong. <laughs> it happens with the best Actually, of us. I've got better, but there was always that. I think it was like the first one. I got like one out of ten. So I'm about to say at least it's not as bad as Impact. Okay. Oh, Impact hit and miss, especially when they pull shit like Mickey James beating Deanna Perrazzo, who's the safest bet in the world. Yeah, seriously. You fuckers, you. So uh, I, I was I, I was gonna bet my house on it, but thank yeah, you. right. <laughs> <laughs> then you would have had to buy a new sofa from DFS. Uh, I would have needed that sofa set. <laughs> All right, uh, so we'll see you next week for um, full gear predictions. For now, go watch some wrestling, then come back and listen to us talk about it. Goodbye, and good night. 12 days, Chad. 12 days, baby.